This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Murillo. Happy to be with you all today celebrating Mario Diaz, who is our Houston legend. So let's hear a little bit more about the executive director for the city of Houston and all of the great things that our airports are doing. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm you really have been it. a stellar executive director for the city of Houston, and we've been so proud to be partners from the day you arrived here in the city, and you had big plans, and it has been astonishing to see just one thing after another, so many accomplishments from Puerto Rico. Um, before we get into the airport uh, info, which is very interesting, Tell us about you. Did you grow up thinking like aviation is my thing uh, as a child? Like, was this a dream for you, or, or what was your dream? What motivated me to, uh, to move or to seek a career in aviation was my brother, my older brother. Um, at the time, he was in the Air Force, and I was maybe 10, 12 years old. And Victor, my brother, would send me these manuals of these uh, aircraft that he worked on. He, he didn't fly aircraft, he, he was a, a chief mechanic on these aircraft, so he, was, he would send me these manuals. And here's a really funny story. One of the manuals he sent me was what's called an F-102 Delta Dagger all-weather interceptor. Okay. Now, in the 1950s, that was, that was big, that was big. You know, could fly interceptors in all kinds of weather. And interesting, and now I, I take you to what is it, 2013, 2014, and I'm touring Ellington, and I'm being given a tour of Ellington, and, and I said, wait, stop, stop. And, and I said, that's an F-102 Delta Dagger robot. And he goes, oh my God, how did you know that? <laughs> and I said, I remember looking through the books, looking through the manual for that aircraft. And yeah. I, I could tell him all kinds of things about it, and he was like, wow, this guy knows the business. <laughs> yes, well, it matters, right, to be and, able and, to know it. You yeah. know, I, it really got into my blood. Um, and, and as I grew up, I'm, I'm a uh, Vietnam uh, baby, so, you know, 18, registering for the draft. Um, and I'm thinking about moving into the Air Force. That doesn't work. Um, I even go so far as it was a wintry day in, uh, in, in northeastern uh, New Jersey. And, I, I mean, I couldn't get to work. So I'm driving, and I, there's a, um, a, a station, a recruiting station that's open on this corner. It's like 8 o'clock in the morning, and it's open. So I just, I just pull the car over, and I get it out, and I, I run in. And, you know, you've got the, the Navy and, and the Marines and the Army and the Air Force is, is the last. And I was looking for the Air Force. I was looking for the Navy because I wanted to be a weapons officer on an F-15 or an F-14 Tomcat. So I walk in, and, uh, you know, 
this recruiter looks at me and says, well, who are you? And I said, well, I'm, I'm studying in Rutgers, but I'm, you go, oh, come on, come on, come on in. What are you studying? I said, mathematics. Oh, oh, come on in, come on in. And I said, they said, what, what are you interested in? I said, well, you know, I, I read this article in this flying magazine, and you're looking, and I can wear glasses, and I can be a weapons officer. He goes, yeah, yeah, let me bring in a captain. So this captain comes in and starts talking about all the advantages of the Navy. And I said, oh, wow, well, you know, they're, they're interested in me, you know? And then he shows, and we have great jobs on submarines. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> Let me get out of here. It's really? all in the detail, Monty. Exactly. It's all in the detail. But then I went on and, I, you know, I, I transferred my interest from actually flying, which probably would have, was a good, a good thing that happened to me, into a career in managing airports. I served with the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. I was there for 18 years, and I, I went to Atlanta. I was the chief operating officer for 10 years, and I was recruited to come here, and I've been here for the last 13 years. And some extraordinary accomplishments. Let's start with Hobby, Five Star. Not something that you see at every airport, and I know the next goal is hopefully our intercontinental airport to have that same distinction. But let's start. Let's let's spend a minute at Hobby because in two weeks we're yes. going to council. We're going to be reimbursing Southwest four hundred and seventy million dollars to continue with the expansion of Hobby. Seven more gates, but but that's that's fine. You know, so that's more capacity. But what's really interesting about Hobby is if you for your viewers, if you can think about Hobby and you're picking up your bags, it's in low ceilings. It's there are only four carousels, a lot of people, a lot of congestion. Now imagine that the ceiling is lifted. Okay. I mean, seriously, just lift it like 10 feet and it's just glass with, with light coming streaming down into the well of, of the baggage claim area. And now imagine that we have six new uh, carousels, not four, expanded carousels, and the entire space, the floors, the walls, the ceilings, the lighting, every, the bathrooms, everything is, is modern and it's brand new. Yes. That's what Southwest is going to be doing. And then on top of that, we're going to have a canopy that's going to connect the parking garage with that terminal. So, and it's very, very expansive, very, very large, so that passengers will be able to walk through, even in, in some really bad weather, when you even have a little a wind that drives the rain, you'll still be able to um, keep dry and as you move from the parking garage to the terminal or um, in the opposite direction. So though that's hobby. And, and that's going to sustain and really drive the five-star experience that we hope our passengers um, receive every time that they visit hobby. Now let's move to Intercontinental. We're going to be finishing the International Terminal this year. We will have the, the Terminal D and the new pier completely open, yes. and we'll be turning those gates over to the airlines to start moving in so that early part of next year they can actually conduct um, operations. Um, we will have a new parking deck, two new levels that will open at the end of this year. We know we need a lot we of parking. Need parking. We definitely need parking. And then next year, the processor, just this huge, large glass building with the Oculus, this, um, this uh, opening in the ceiling that, again, will allow light to descend three levels down into the arrivals level will be open as well. So that's, and, and we'll get seven brand new wide body gates out of that. Then we've got to move to Terminal B, where United in October will be coming to uh, City Council with an agreement um, with the airport system. 
to completely replace Terminal B. And, and, I, and I mean that, replace everything. So if you're a fan of Terminal B, it was built in 1969, and you want to take pictures of it, Hurry up. do it now, because in November, we start taking that building down. How long will it take to complete Terminal B? Um, United has a commitment to have those gates open in the summer of 2026. And why is that? The World Cup Absolutely. is going to be here and they want to be ready for it. Okay. So that's, that's $2 billion of investment that United will be making in Terminal B. But that's not the end of it. Now we have to look at Terminal A. And in Terminal A, we've got a demand for 17 more gates. That's a little bit more difficult because this, the space just isn't there. So we're in the planning phases of doing that, figuring out how to make it work for the domestic carriers. And what we say, well, why is that? Why, why all this demand for these gates? Three things that are fuel and drivers of air service. Number one is the economy. $512 billion in this regional economy. It's huge. I mean, it's, it's the size of many small countries. Number two, population. 7.3 million people, and by some estimates in the next five to seven years, we'll be at 8.3 million people. So there, there is volume, and then the medium household income is $65,000. That's the fuel, that disposable income, good paying jobs, a growing economy, and a growing population set yes. is what's driving this. And the airlines are taking notice of it. Yes. And Houston is one of the centers, one of the fastest growing metropolitan areas, and it's going to continue to grow. And we're going to be there sustaining that growth. Absolutely. And again, it's good for business, as you mentioned. And what a better place than Houston, soon to be the third largest city in yes. the country. Yes. With a Latino way, at the helm. At, at, at that, on that point, so all the big cities, whether it's New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, are losing a population. In the 21 to 22 time period, there were only two cities in the entire United States that had population growth above 100,000. Houston was one of them. Of course it is. And we know for Latinos, 70% of our population is yes. between the ages of 18 and 44. That's right. So we're young, getting more educated, and Absolutely. that's why as we have CEO breakfasts and other events that we are talking to corporations to say, take a look at this market. One cannot afford not to invest in it and that's to right. be aware that the Latino population will continue to be very important for the overall success of Houston and this country. And thanks to the you know, Greater Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, it's a good business environment for yes. companies to move in, set up shop, and grow here in the Houston area. We've got a few minutes left. I must ask you about this new taxi in the sky. Tell me more. I don't have the verbiage correct. But yeah, tell so me these are this. electric air taxis. Uh, this is a concept that started maybe, oh, it's been floating around for a couple of years now, and maybe two or three years ago, um, we had these companies that were basically drawing these type of rotocopters, um, quadcopters for uh, rotors, and, and they were electric, and, and they were just drawing things out. But, um, and, and then there was a lot of hype. I mean, this thing is, is going to be autonomous, and people are going to be able to fly all over the place. Well, I think reality has set in but it's becoming real. Because uh, rather than looking at going from a, a piece of paper, drawing on a piece of paper to a prototype, the prototypes now exist. Okay. And those prototypes now are all moving. These 28 companies worldwide being led by companies like Joby, 
Um, you have a volcopter in, in Europe. Uh, you have Archer here in the United States. You have Whisk, you, you, Eve. I mean, there are just 28 of these companies racing one against the other to be the first. Yes. They're now moving to actually building production facilities. So it's not a one-off anymore. Okay. They're setting them up on assembly lines, okay. number one. Number two, towards certification by the FAA to get a type cert certification so that they can fly them with passengers. Um, and then to have their production certified so that they can produce them in mass and here's the thing the, the idea is uh, remember in the 1960s or I, I remember <laughs> the 1960s I'm gonna say no <laughs> <laughs> it was you know you know uh, air travel was not for everybody I right. mean I remember at Kennedy Airport the ladies wore white gloves and bonnets oh yes and, you it know, was men a big dressed in, you know in suits and things yes. and that was because only the upper crust okay. of society could really afford to fly at that time well, what about these air taxes and, and so and but over time now Everyone flies because the cost has come down. Okay. With these air taxis, the idea was that you, if you could make them autonomous, you could drive and you can have everyone. But that's not going to happen right now because, I mean, you've really got, you've got to prove that it works. You've got to prove that the service is viable. That's what the industry is now focused on. And so there will be pilots of these to start. Um, and the thinking is you've got to look at dense markets. Houston is a dense market. So how would it operate to begin with? Uh, you would have basically service from the airport to um, outlying areas like the Woodlands, like the Galleria, like the Medical okay. Center, like downtown. I think there's a market for it. Yes. I definitely do. So the pricing of this, it's, is it going to be an Uber X? No, it's going to be more than Uber X. But is it going to be below a helicopter, a turbine powered helicopter? Absolutely. You know, and so the, uh, once they establish that there's a market for this, then you will get developers, infrastructure developers that are say, I'm in. You'll get the energy companies who will say, I'm in. You'll get the, inv the equity investors who will say, I'm in. I'm making uh, investments in these companies and you're going to start seeing the growth. And here, um, for those, as early as next year at the Paris Olympics, you may see them flying. Nice to know. We're gonna wrap up, but before we do, what would you like your legacy to be? I would like my legacy to be um, of a airport system that was one of the main economic drivers for the city, that provided the people of the city with the ability to go back home because of the diversity, no matter where home is, to be able to enjoy vacations, to be able to attract companies, to do business, to grow the economy and to provide a well-being and satisfaction for all citizens. And when they look back and say, wow, this is a great place to live because of that airport system. Well, and for that and so much more to you and your team, thanks for all you have done for Houston, continue to do for the city. We appreciate the relationship we've had with you personally and with the airport system. So thank you, Mario. Laura, thank you, thank thank you, you so you. much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So we congratulate Mario Diaz as our Houston legend, and we appreciate you watching us. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 